What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, RK Motorsports Consulting, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, and ProFab Headers and Exhaust. What is up, guys? I'm. Let's see. Let's see if I can do it like other shows do. I am. Hold on. Here we go. I got to get this all together. I'm the driver of the SRI Performance. Lee's Tire and Auto, Chicken Moan Alley, number 13, Lucky 13 Motorsports, Legend Car, David Rogers. Yeah, well, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the part-time partner. Uh, every night. I'm Sterling, what's up, y'all? <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot to say to add to that. But, uh, I, I, had to th- that, that. I had to think about it. I can't do that every week, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. A lot of people helping it out. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Get them yeah, all on. Yeah, man, we got to, yeah. Man, we got to go uh, play in the heat a little bit. Jeez. That was, that was it, it was hot. Good Lord, it was hot. It was hot. It was hot. Ain't no doubt about that. It was, it was rough out there Saturday. We went to, uh, Dealing Motor Speedway and had some uh, had some fun out there. Sterling Sterling got spots for me some. Landon wouldn't. Landon was up there. He wasn't feeling too good. I think he didn't got too. He didn't had too much of the heat. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I told him I said uh, I said you want me to spot or you going to spot what you want? I said I can't be talking over you or whatever. He said I just tell him I was, I just tell him when it's green. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead, dude. You do your thing. Lena said he wanted. He said I want to feel like I'm helping. I said, "Well, you helping? <laughs> it's all right." That's right. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I think a couple other people needed some spotters, kind of, sort of. But, uh, uh, they might have. We'll get into that here in just <laughs> just a few. <laughs> we'll probably call some people out on the show, which I ain't gonna say nothing I didn't say to their face already. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. but you know. Um. But anyway, what you what you been up to this past week? Man, just been working and, and uh, trying to stay cool best you can. And, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. But that's not all I ever do. Yeah. Work. I feed her. I so, feed yeah. I'm I, ready for some uh, boat time and some, some water time sometime soon, I hope. But well, you I ain't never do that lately. It all of a sudden, it'll just turn cold eventually. You know, it won't even be fun. So. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know. As as we talk about the the weather on here, this goes from scorching to freezing, and nothing in between. Nah. Somebody nah. put on Facebook earlier said I would take a thirty two degree weather or thirty two degrees any day over a hundred and four. And I'm like, can we just split it in the middle? Just give me a good sixty five, seventy degrees, just for a little yeah, while. I'd be just, just just Every a little night. while. Yeah. More than two days. We don't get no fall, that's for sure. Yeah, because normally those come on like a Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. Oh, uh, well, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, as y'all can tell, I'm still all stopped up sounding. Uh, uh, finally, I, I didn't work last Monday or Tuesday because <laughs> I felt like crap. Uh, went back to work Wednesday, Thursday, worked a little while on Friday and decided to finally go to the doctor. Uh, they they did test my test my covids and stuff. They said that was negative, so I couldn't I can't pass anything. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, 
did have a pretty bad sinus infection, so still trying to get over it. So yeah, it's hard, man. With humidity the way it is, if you get outside, and it's hard to get rid of sinus infection. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, but uh, yep. And then, like we said, went out to the racetrack there at Dillon Motor Speedway on Saturday. Got a bunch to talk about there. Uh, had a good service at church on Sunday. Uh, yeah. went to the in-laws this past weekend, me and Kayla and the boys, we were the only ones over there, us and her parents, all the rest of them was gone out of town this week, so, ate some goulash, hadn't had no goulash in a while, and, uh, what exactly is that? It is really, um, it's pretty much spaghetti. Pretty much with some different type of noodles over there. What kind of what kind of noodles are those, Kayla? Do you know? Rotini, little spiral looking noodles. Oh, okay. But beyond that, there it's it's essentially spaghetti. Yeah, see, I never really figured out the difference because noodles are noodles to me. They just shape different. It, this, so they all taste the same, pretty much. This puts a little, little bit more cheese on top of it, I think. Um, but other than that, it's it's really. It tastes like spaghetti for the most part to me. So, had meat and tomato yeah, sauce. A fancy, a fancy spaghetti. I guess. I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know. But other than that, ate some of that. And I tried to sit there and watch. Uh, they had some movies playing. I was trying to catch the race on my phone, all that stuff. And, and um, you know, took a good nap. Because I didn't get home until... I'm going I'm to have to... Well, I ain't throwing them under the bus necessarily. I've just, just, there was that many people there, I guess. Um, we were at Dillon Motor Speedway all day Saturday. And the way they had the schedule set up, they had the first 50 lap race for the uh, Grand National Super Series was first, then our heat race, which was Seven laps. Fortunately, they did split it up because we had a good crowd. We had 15 cars there, I think it was. Um, so they split us up two heat races, which was great. I was in the second one. Um, then there was the four-cylinder race, and then right back to us, to our main, which was great to get our stuff done. But what stinks over there is we can't move. We can't get out over there until all the races are done because the way that pit is it if you start moving trailers and stuff in there it blocks up everything yeah and so i think we end up getting out of there it was twelve forty-five or so uh yeah you might want to start parking outside i ain't uh. kidding because we were doing it what time we get done 8 30 yeah Probably. about 8 30 yeah so four more hours we had to sit there uh, but there was just—I mean, they, they, it's not like they stopped racing. They, they were constantly uh, racing. It just was that many people there. There was a lot of there was a lot of caution flags though. Just throughout the night, there yeah. was a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, I was tired going into Sunday, so I tried to sit down, but I ended up taking some naps. But then I went back and rewatched some stuff from the race and all that fun stuff. So there's a lot, to, lot to talk about from the Cup race this week. Um. But I reckon we'll go into, uh, since we already brought it up, our uh, Dillon Motor Speedway experience this week. Yeah. Um, start off, we went out. Uh, we got out, got there 
uh, 10, 15, 10, 30 or so, uh, got out on track, first round of practice, uh, realized quick, we had a pretty good car, had a pretty good piece, um, it was, it was turning real good, we were, needed just minor adjustments, we didn't need nothing major, we were real close already, which was great, we hadn't, the last couple times we've been out, I hadn't felt that way in the car, so, it was good going out there and feeling good, I guess. I just, I, I put together a different set. It's, it was, a, you know, same tires that we've had because we can't get no tires, but I just, you know, checked a bunch of staggers and redid a set of tires and put those on there, and we really hadn't changed much on the car. Uh, made a couple minor adjustments, nothing major at all, and uh, it, it, work pretty good um i'm gonna go ahead and call one out and maybe some people will say this was me having too much of a temper i don't know <laughs> but in practice this uh guy i don't even know who he was driving this little red car um he goes in the corner and he's on on the bottom of the track but he's like super slow i thought he was almost going into pits all of a sudden, I go to the outside, and he comes straight up track and almost puts us in the wall. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? Well, all of a sudden, he goes back down the track. And so I go go to hit the gas and go around the outside again, and he comes back up in front of me again. So at that point, I'm like, okay, if you want to be in front of me that bad, be in front of me. So I hit the gas lock into his bumper and I don't slow down until I see smoke rolling off his tires going into turn one. A am I wrong for that? <laughs> well, he taught him a lesson because he showed me right away from that point on. Yeah, he was, I don't know if that was his first time in the car or what, but he was easily 30 per mile an hour slower than everybody. Dude, it was, oh. it, it was, it was hazardous. I will say that for him to be that much oh, slower than everybody on the track. In the race, in the race, it was there was a couple times where I thought y'all were going to kill him coming off the corners there to where he was just in the middle of the racetrack and everybody was having to split him and stuff. Especially coming off the two couple times I saw, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, it was dangerous, sure. It, 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 he didn't need to be out there like that, I don't think. I mean, it was just, it wasn't safe for him or for nobody else. No. No, we uh, might have to have talked somebody up there. I mean, I understand you got to learn or whatever, but... That's what practice time, and that's what going out there on Friday and practicing, and you got to get faster than that. I mean, I understand first races or whatever. I get that, but, man, you can't be that much slower in front of everybody. But, um, like I said, maybe maybe I taught him a lesson anyway. He, I don't think he about run nobody else into the wall. <laughs> he didn't spin out, didn't wreck or nothing when I done it. He just I just pushed him until he – Felt like he needed to be a lot slower, I guess. <laughs> well, I think that was as fast as he run all day. Oh, it was. I promise you it was. I promise you it was, because I drove even deeper than I typically drive. <laughs> um, So that's how the day started off. But other than that, I was like, hey, well, we're good. Went back out, made a big swing at it, because I knew we had... I was like, well, it still wasn't that big a swing, but I was like, let's do a little bit bigger than what I would think we need to do just to just to make sure we go enough 
and then that way because we were going to have three rounds of practice and then a heat race so we made a big swing at it and it went a little bit too much which was exactly kind of what i was hoping it would do just so i would you know know that the car responded like i wanted it to so we took half of that back out went back out last round of practice and i couldn't ever hardly get a clean lap but it felt good everywhere so i pulled it in um all right this is where it starts i'm about to call some people out a <laughs> uh, little buddy of ours at track i guess you'll say um drives number four car out there jake locklear is his name good fast driver fast car he's runs up front every week we have some good battles with him all the time he wrecks the car in last practice and i say ready he wrecked it pretty hard he knocked the entire right front off the car went down in turn three locked up the brakes and it just went straight to the wall so i'm down there with him my dad's down there with him um we do everything we can getting tools out the trailer whatever blah blah putting him all you know getting him back going because we want him to race you know it ain't no fun you know seeing everybody sitting on the sideline whatever they're there let's give them the race so and they originally said it's just too much work we ain't gonna do it we said no let's let's it ain't that much let's go ahead and you got the parts here let's let's knock this out it was hot i, I will give them that it was hot out there so but anyway regardless did everything they had to do got it back together um and he made it made it out before even the heat race did and they let him take a couple laps with it just to shake everything down make sure everything was good so get in the heat race uh i'm not exactly sure where he i don't even know which heat race he was in if he was in our heat race or the other heat race i don't even know yeah he was in y'all's heat race okay okay so he was in the Sega heat race oh that's right that's right that's right yeah he was um I ended up passing him on the last lap. He got into it with uh, another guy on the track, and I passed him on the last lap. That's right. I remember that now. Um, and so, being that said, uh, you had probably a little better view of it than I had. I had the feeling of it, but you had a view of it. Uh, the start got interesting. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, uh, backing up to the heat race, um, Y'all drew, well, you know, but uh, y'all drew for starting spots in the heats. Um, there was going to be one heat to start with, but, you know, y'all talked to them, the officials about breaking it up into two since there was 15 cars. Uh, so in doing that, uh, some slower cars, not as experienced guys, drew pretty good numbers. Um, and and y'all had some, some slower, not as experienced guys starting in the front of y'all's heat. And uh, for sure, the start, the, 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 the start was not good by any. I don't know. They, it, it, I don't know what they were doing. They, well, they were I, I I know what they were doing because he, he told me uh, beforehand, even actually, and I probably laid back a little more than I should have. Um, but the car that was starting on the outside pole of our heat, the '69 car, uh, he was kind of another one that was pretty slow all day. And uh, 
he uh the guy starting because I was starting sixth in our heat. Uh, guy starting uh fourth told me he's like, man, he said, uh, just give me a little room there on the start. He said, I don't know what that car's gonna do, and he said, I, I know we'll go around him. He said, but just give me a little bit of room. You know, that way we don't wad everything. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure, man. So that's why I laid back a little bit. But that dude didn't go at all, and it really just stacked up the outside line. Well, it did, and especially going out in the three, um, you know, watching you on the tower there, you know, you just running your normal line, and everybody was going in the three. Well, they just, they just pretty much stopped going in the three there. And uh, Jake, he, you know, Everybody locked them up, and you did as well. You just couldn't do it as quick. And you got in the back of Jake a little bit. Didn't do anything to him. Um, but you just couldn't go nowhere at that point. Right. Uh, then, it, you know, everything freed up, and, you know, everybody kind of mixed around as they should in that heat. And, and then, like you said, he got he got in some mess right there on the last lap, and you didn't get around him um, in, in the heat there. Uh, so, he, yeah, going to the main, um, you started uh, – uh, Start six. six. Yep. Started six. Yep. Um, and Jake started right behind you. Um, and I guess he wasn't too happy. I guess about um, you getting in the back of him there in the heat a little bit, which wasn't nothing bad. I mean, at all that I saw. Um, yeah. So he just drove you all down in the corner and won on the on the start there. I said, like, "What?" And he worked. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing there. Oh, I was sideways all the way down into one, uh-huh. and I had to stop on the track that I brought out of caution. And uh, but yeah, they gave you a spot back. back yeah, they did give me a spot back. So we went uh, got back going, and I don't know how many laps run. How many laps run? Probably five, six, something like that. Probably five or six. Yep. yep. Um. And all of a sudden, Sterling tells me he's diving low. Jake was back behind me. He's diving low there in the four car. So I give him the bottom line. I'm not race. I'm not really racing him at that point. No, he got a. No, he's got a fast car. I'm not racing him at all. I'm. I'm gonna let him go. I'm gonna fall in behind him and hopefully follow him back. Up, you know, on up to the front. That's my plan. Yeah, y'all running fourth. I think fourth and fifth at that point. Yep. Yep, and so, uh, and it was really weird because I wasn't really looking at him when it happened. All I know is I gave him the inside line, and his rear bumper's about at my door, coming off of four, and the next thing I know, he just comes straight up the track, across me. Yeah, he, he definitely drove, he definitely drove all the way to the wall, like, as if there was no car there. Oh. Now, whether he knew you were there, I feel sure he had to know you were there, considering where you were at. He had to see you on exit there, no problem. I don't um, think so. I don't, from, what I, from what I understand, he's not. he don't have a spotter. He, um, he told me he knew I was there. That's <laughs> what so he told me after the fact. He, he told me he knew I, I was there. Um, he, he said he got loose, is what he said. And... uh. I didn't see no loose. I just saw him, <laughs> him, him just driving straight up the racetrack as if nobody was there. And uh, so I mean, we hooked bumpers there, and at, I was going straight for the wall, but I just jacked it to the uh, 
to the left there and kind of locked it down because I was already sideways and going every which way. So I jacked it and spun it in the middle of the straightaway. Thank God everybody missed me somehow. Yeah, thankfully they did. But I mean, you're, <laughs> he, I think your inside of your front bumper there, he pulled it out about eight inches. Yeah. But he took you hard and, and it, it, it sent you straight into the wall almost. And like you say, thankfully he pulled it down there and, and, and saved it. Oh, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what he was doing there, man. And, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was from aggravated from before, or he just don't know where his car is, or his corners are on a car, or what. I don't know. Me neither. Me neither. It was a, it was a, and and then the whole fiasco when I spun out. I don't know what happened. I'm thinking maybe a master switch something might be messing up on the car. I got to work on it this week, but it wouldn't crank back up. It uh. <laughs> it is like the battery was very very weak all of a sudden and i hadn't had no problem with it all day um so then they bring a wrecker over there they're gonna push me and i'm sitting there looking like i don't think our bump i don't think our bumper is gonna line up <laughs> i don't think this no. is gonna work so then they go get a side by side that they got a bumper made on it well the bumper needs to be about six inches closer to the ground apparently because uh they pushed me. I got it started. And as soon as I got started, I went and hit the gas. And it just starts binding up. And I look back, and the side-by-side still hooked to me. He, His bumper jumped my bumper, and we were hooked together on the front straightaway. <laughs> so, oh. so even though all that happened, they put me in the back at that point. Um, yeah, we went. We went and talked with the officials and the power, and and they didn't want. Now all they would say is, uh, "He spun out. I didn't. He caused the caution. I didn't. So it's whatever." So they were about to go green at that point, so we didn't have time to sit and argue about it. So yeah, um, yeah. So they put you at the back, and um, Jake kept on. He was running. I think he was fourth in, and he kept moving up, and um, he ended up spinning somebody else. Or, pretty much pushing somebody else into the other person they had spun out. He ended up getting a warning for it. Um, maybe just all over everybody, but I don't know. <laughs> but, um, um, but, you know, at that point, I don't know what was, I don't know what, but it was a line coming loose from what, but um, yeah. the hole on the right side made it a little loose. Yeah, I, I was like, man, this thing's getting looser and looser. Fortunately, nothing happened. We didn't lose power, nothing like that, but uh, I was going to find out a whole cooler line Pretty sure we my dad took it apart yesterday and looked at it. He said pretty sure it's just a line. When it jacked around the front end, I think it just kinda of twisted the the cooler mount a little bit and it broke the line loose. Just a just a little bit. And it uh <laughs> it was spraying oil all up under the car everywhere, so uh it it was it had a right to be loose. So I felt like with that all happening, I, I did pretty good to drive back to where we end up? Sixth, seventh? Six, seven, somewhere along in there, yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, me and Jake had a little talk after the race. Uh, and I tell him, anybody what I told him pretty much is uh, he's young. And and I, I get I get that. We were all young at one point and, and got to learn. But that's the thing is you just got to learn and apply what you learn. Um, well, 
Well, and you can't, you, you, you know, <laughs> you can't upset and tear up everybody's stuff out there. You can't do that. No. Because um, they're, they're going to be coming for you in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, you got to run with them guys every week. Same guys, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to make a whole lot of enemies out there. And like you say, he's a very talented, good driver. Got really good equipment. Oh yeah. Um, so he just needs to be a little mindful, and and you know, there, there's different ways to, to pass people. Not you ain't got to move them. You can set them up and 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 make good clean passes with no problem. Especially with the car he's got. I mean, it's plenty fast enough. And like you said, you gave him plenty of room. I mean, I told you, you stayed up. Plenty high enough for him. And uh, he, he could have made the exit off the floor with no problem. And, uh, but, you know, well, anyway, that's something he's got to learn. For sure. And like I told him, and I will tell this to any young driver, and I especially, and I think this is the disconnect we have with guys coming from go-karts now. Um, one, there's no respect in go-karts anymore at all for anybody no. um but the disconnect well, is really go ahead no i was just gonna say the disconnect is is the guys don't realize you got two pedals in there controlling that car on, on that track at all times um if you feel yourself get i, I know at, at dylan if i am passing somebody coming out of four i know most likely i'm going to get loose that's just that is the nature of turn four trying to turn up under somebody at Dylan. Not saying you still can't get a run, but you'll probably get a little loose up under them. With that being said, and I know that, I'm going to give them a little bit extra room than what I would, would even coming off turn two because I know I can run up to them on turn two because I'm not going to get loose coming off turn two. But I give right. myself that extra room, and I back off the gas if I need to, or if I need to, I might even, you know, tap the brake a little bit to slow it down. So... But that's just what the guys got well, to learn because go karts now, man, and and that's where he comes from. That's why I'm saying that is them guys if they if they pass somebody without taking them out just to begin with, now they're clearing somebody is being up under them and just run them off the track off the corner. Right. And you can't do that on these cars. <laughs> there's no there's no off the track to go. <laughs> no, there ain't. And uh, and, and like you say, I mean, go karts now is pretty much just follow the leader and you've got to move them out of the way in order to pass them now um there is no two grooves anymore on a go-kart track um so yeah it makes a big difference and you got to relearn basically how to race people you can't race people like you do in a go-kart in a legend car you cannot do it especially at dylan i mean like you say them walls man them walls come quick they don't move no uh, they don't move at all gotta be mindful dad and i think he will you know he's, he's learning and uh hopefully did him some good learning that and, and uh carried on for the next few weeks for sure. I, I think this was the uh, not that he hadn't had someone upset at him before i mean we all have in a race car at some point or go-kart or something but i think this was kind of the first weekend that uh i had this many people upset and 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 even telling him about it <laughs> so right uh, oh yeah so I'm hoping some of what everybody said sinks in a little bit. Not that I want him, I don't want him to slow down. That's my thing. Is I but yeah, I think he's a fast driver, got a lot of talent. I just has to learn how to use that talent. Um like I said, I ain't saying nothing on here. I didn't say to his face. So um and I told him I think he's probably one of the best 
drivers out there, one of the fastest drivers out there. He's just got to learn how to use what he knows how to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> but what I will say, a little, little comedic part of it, I guess we'll say, uh, I thought it was quite funny because they put their, you know, weekend recap on Facebook. <laughs> His dad gets on there, on Facebook, on the, on the, on their racing page and says, Ross Chastain, how about use a little more patience next time? Talking, <laughs> ta- ta- talking for a spotter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, I thought it was kind of funny, but it's all right. We didn't, we didn't uh, tear up nothing too bad. Already, uh, already threw some new bumpers on there, and and uh, get the get our old line fixed and change oil in it, and, and uh, we'll be ready to go next weekend at Florence Motor Speedway. Uh, but. It's Florence Motor Speedway, but Ron Barfield from Dillon Motor Speedway will be running the show over there. Uh, they're having a mass race over there, so so that will be that'll be a good little show. And there's kind of a bonus for everybody that ran this past weekend that's showing up and running this weekend at Florence. So so uh, we're running for a little bit more money ourselves, running for two hundred dollars to win over there. So, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, um, but speaking of the mass race, I want to touch on it real quick since we had Mr. Jerry Smith on here a few weeks back talking about the Charles Hutto Memorial uh, Mass Street Stock Race, which was held at Dillon Motor Speedway this past Saturday. Um, good race. Not as many cars showed up for it as I would like to see. Um, I think, you know, between just heat <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, fuel prices still hindering a lot of it. But, I mean, regardless, it was still a good race. I think they had 15, 16 show up for it also. Um, yeah. uh, good, good race. Good, good race. Uh, Bobby Tumbleston, the first time he'd come back to a mass race since uh, the New Year's New Year's uh, bash debacle there. <laughs> Fiasco. Yeah. Fiasco when he, uh, when he won the race. Um, got called too heavy on the left side i think it was um then the shenanigans took place at the scales over there um but he came back qualified on pole uh but there was a lot of a lot of extra prize money for this race uh one of which being a 300 dollars bonus for qualifying on pole but you had to draw for a invert invert was either three five or seven um, so the worst he could have started would have been seventh place. Uh, best he could have started was third place. Uh, he drew a three. So that worked out pretty good. But what I say, it worked out good, but starting in front of him, first and second, were Jeff Sparks and Gary Ledbetter Jr. And if anybody knows them, there are no slouches in these mass street stocks either. So, uh, for a long time, they were in front of him, in front of uh, Bobby Tumbleston there, and uh, it was it was a tight race. He finally got around Gary Ledbetter Jr. and him and Jeff Sparks kind of bumped and rubbed, and Bobby passed him, and then Jeff went to pass him back, 
uh, kind of got into him a little bit, and he let him go. Well, then by the time I, next thing I see is a whole pile of smoke coming down the front straightaway, and supposedly, the word was it was an accident, <laughs> as always. Uh, Bobby got into Jeff Sparks, and Jeff spun it down the straightaway. Um, and he was none too pleased with that. They come back hitting under caution and, you know, all this other stuff. Um, didn't tear nothing up, fortunately. Uh, so put Jeff to the back, uh, by about, there was a 75 lap race. I'm going to say probably by about lap 55 ish. Jeff was back to second, um, Beating on the bumper, but he couldn't ever make nothing work. And Bobby Thomason took home the win there. So that was a, uh, and they were they were kind of jawing back and forth there after the race. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but always fireworks in that division. <laughs> oh yeah, always. So good racing, good racing out there for sure. So that was yeah, a, uh, so that was a fun night of it. So, um, but like I said, we'll be back next week. Ourselves at Florence Motor Speedway. Um, and like I said, Ron Barfield will be running the show over there. He's rented, rented the whole track to run his stuff. Well, I think they kind of did a swap out because of the few weeks back. Um, our buddy Steve Zacharias from Florence pretty much rented out Dillon Motor Speedway for their show. So I guess they just kind of a big swap out. Yeah. So, that's good they can do that work together like that for sure yeah it, it i guess it works better probably with with them running a little bit different rules which i wish they wouldn't do i wish kind of the rules packages would line up a little more so everybody right. could go back and forth each track um but regardless uh if you want to run a multi-week thing that's probably about the best way to do it doing it that way so so, anyway, so that's what's up next. But, all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, this has been away for a few weeks, but uh, we're back here with another edition of Hot Laps. This is Hot Laps, presented by SRI Performance, stock car steel and aluminum. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another edition of Hot Laps, and uh, this week we got a uh, we got the house full over here. We got a few guys from over here at SRI Dirt and Drag, so uh, I'm gonna let them all introduce themselves. Uh, what's going on, guys? Not much, man. Cool, man. All right, who all we got over here? All right, well, I'm Kyle Pierce, and we got I'm uh, Josh Flynn. I'm Corey Washner. All right. Well, good to have you guys on. Appreciate y'all uh, coming to hang out with us today. Um, yes, sir. Hope y'all haven't had too wild and crazy of a uh, of a Monday over there. I know it can get that way sometimes. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a bunch of toilet race cars. <laughs> I, I guess that's, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to see anybody's race car tore up, but I guess uh, we kind of need them a little bit to, uh, to to have a job, I reckon, sometimes. Yeah, nobody wants to see it, but it's definitely going to happen, for sure. That is for sure. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to get started with kind of each of you there. Uh, so, Kyle, we'll get started with you. Um, kind of introduce yourself, uh, and what is your position 
there with uh, SRI Dirt and Drag? Um, so I'm basically um, just another salesman here. Uh, you know, we're all kind of three pretty equal grounds. Um, I, I've been here at this company for, I think, going on six years now. I was over at the other store in Mooresville for like five years. Um, I just moved out here with these guys um, early in this year. Um, but I mean, I've, I've known them both since I've been at this company. Um, it, that's about my history at this, at this business. So I, in the parts business, but I've raced, you know, around this stuff my whole life, just about. Well, that's what I want to get back to. Uh, also, uh, what, um, everybody, it seems like everybody who works at, at any form of SRI or stock car steel, they, they all can't mostly have a racing background. So, uh, what's yours? Well, it depends on how far back you go. I mean, I all the way back to when I was little, I started. I grew up racing like motorcycles and stuff, and then kind of turned into um, one thing after another. If they had wheels on the motor, I was pretty much racing it. But um, I guess I started car racing uh, with my grandparents in the Bandolero Legend Car days, and then moved on up to the dirt stuff. And um, I raced. Um, I started racing dirt cars around 2009, 2010, and um, I just recently. Um, retired from the super late model racing a few years back um and i'm just i'm still playing with the crate late model stuff a little bit with brad nelson he's he supplies a race car for me to race uh local and stuff so that's i kind of stay involved with it on that side of it so i get to drive a little bit and still stay involved with you know with all the new technology and stuff that's going on and then um obviously i work in here every day um so that helps me stay in tune with it just a little bit for sure, man. That's what I was actually about to say. It always seems to help when you have racers working in the industry to be able to to know these parts and pieces that everybody needs uh, when they call in because half time they don't even know the name for it themselves. Yeah, it's hard, man. I mean, it, you gotta, you kind of gotta, you know, listen to what they're describing and, and know right offhand of what they're talking about because there's probably a good chance that somebody else out there is needing the exact same thing, um, whether it's something you've heard about or not. But it's the the technology here lately has been um, has been taken off, so that's been a a really big uphill battle for us just to stay up to date on everything we have and sell here. Yeah, these past few years have uh, I, I feel like people, um, you know, with all the COVID stuff started happening and everything, people were staying home. But uh, it seemed like the technology was advancing that much faster. I think they had too much time at home; they were just figuring out new stuff. So uh, I know exactly what you mean, but uh, if we can here, let's move to uh, let's move to Josh. Josh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, my name's Josh Flynn. I've been at this company for what six years, and uh, you know, kind of brought all the dirt stuff to it. And the uh, trailers we service uh, five different dirt tracks now, and uh, so that keeps us awful busy on the weekends. Oh wow! Uh, you know, it's been good. The dirt market's growing around here. It seems like everyone's kind of supporting it a good bit and they like the shows they see so it keeps us awful busy i hear you there i hear you there for sure uh we'll, we'll give a little uh little background in in your history in uh in motorsports there yeah i guess i started i was probably i want to say 10 years old racing go-karts with my dad and then uh later on moved in uh, racing super late models and a friend of mine up home his dad raced so we kind of ended up sharing a ride me and him he was kind of phasing out and i was phasing in so I raced Supers for uh, six years, and then it was time I got married and had some kids, so no more race cars. But the cool thing is my son now, he's got a, he raced uh, up at Millbridge with some mini outlaw stuff, and he's got a micro now. He's kind of 
used to be a sophomore in high school, so he's kind of got more into playing high school sports right now for a few years, and then we'll get back to the racing once that's over with. Good deal. That that uh that micro stuff is really taking off, hasn't it? It's crazy, man. I mean, up there, it's you're, you know, it's, it's kind of neat because you're racing against. I mean, I consider some of the best in the country because it seems like everyone's dad or someone they're all involved in NASCAR somehow. So it's a bunch of engineers and the crew chiefs and everything else. So everyone's the best, of the best up there. So it, it's uh, it's a pretty neat place to race. Yeah, for sure. I've been over there a couple times and watched, and I always tell them it's funny because we're only a couple couple hours away from you guys. Well, a few hours away from you guys down here in Florence, South Carolina, and we can, we got go karts all around us, but we can't get to micros around here for nothing and and all that yeah, good they, stuff. They got their own little thing. Uh, them and uh, you know, there's a place here in Denver that runs the the, uh, the micro stuff or the you know micros and many outlaws, but really. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania and West Virginia, there's some stuff, and then you kind of go uh, Midwest and out to the West Coast for all that stuff. But it's a it's a neat place to run, safe for kids, and uh, you know, it's it's cool to see how it's grown over the past few years. Well, cool deal, man. Uh, so uh, far as there at, at uh, Dirt and Drag, uh, what um, man, w- w- what's your day to day like around there? <laughs> uh, it, it varies a lot. I mean, there's Different, you know, days of the week, you know, sometimes Mondays and Tuesdays, people are kind of uh, licking their wounds a little bit and seeing what all they need. Then, you know, they kind of get with us on Wednesday or so sometimes and see what all they get. And it's just, you know, towards the end of the week is we're loading up trailers and, and getting people's last-minute stuff and getting their fuel to get to the track. But it it's interesting. And it's, you know, like you talked about, a lot of our stuff, the business is, is geared towards the tracks to where if, you know, we have rain outs and this and that, we do, we can tell during the week that they didn't tear up the stuff and don't need as much stuff. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> It just varies a lot. Every day is kind of something different. I hear you there for sure. All right, moving over to Corey real quick. Corey, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Corey Washinger. Uh, worked here for about six, six and a half years. Uh, Josh talked me into doing the trailers whoa, whoa, whoa. about five and a half <laughs> years into it. And, uh, I guess we're the trailer duo. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to do it, you know. It is, yeah, and I mean, it's fun because it's always challenging because, I mean, you got so many different levels of people, you know, you got your rookies coming in, like we talked about, you know, you got to guide them through it and figure out what they need, and then you got the vets that roll on and expect you to have it on the trailer. Well, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm always impressed every time I go to the track of all the stuff that y'all do have on that trailer that is insane to me i mean it is it is like a rolling i mean it is a rolling store there i mean it is, y'all got everything on there oh yeah uh, we love to pack that thing as tight as we can <laughs> if there's a crevice we're shoving something in because somebody <laughs> needed it i mean it, it, it's taken a lot of years with a lot of notes every week to to try to make sure you have everything on there because i mean it's it's pretty bad feeling somebody rolls on and you don't have something for them and they can't make the feature and at least get some money back. So you, you put a little bit of pressure on yourself to to have what you need for them. I hear you there, man. I hear you there. All right. Well, we done heard other two's background in racing. So, uh, what's yours? Mine started out early. I started racing go-karts when I was seven. My grandfather bought me one and we started racing locally and did real good there. And by like nine or 10, we, uh, Moved up, started traveling, running the Virginia State Series and uh, all the WKA stuff. And uh was about 17. Father got diagnosed with cancer, so we kind of pumped the brakes on that a little bit and uh, took a year or two off. And uh, one of his good friends that used to crew chief for him offered me riding a four-cylinder, and we ran four-cylinders for 
10, 15 years do we come down here and kind of like Josh, same, same theory, had a kid and time to hang the shoes up. <laughs> I hear that. Well, I'm just going to ask, cause you were uh, more on the path that I was with all the WK stuff. Uh, what kind of, kind of chassis and everything were you riding back in those days? I, we were running the Phantom with a uh, oh. Phantom Stalker <laughs> with a right. uh, moon motor. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I started on, man. I had a 94 Phantom Stalker with my first cart. There you go. Yeah, I mean, Harold and them guys, they were they were standing with guys, I mean, because we were from Pennsylvania, and, you know, being an outsider like that, they, they really helped us out and did good. And Ron Moon, when he was down in Florida, I mean, same deal. They just opened us welcome arms and made us fast. For sure, man. And uh, I actually still have a uh, – I got to go pick it up from a buddy of mine's house. We were, we were running some backyard stuff for there a little while last year or so, but uh, I actually still have a, a banshee sitting over there. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yep. I, uh, I went back home to my grandparents' house and I still have the Ron Moon when he won uh, four or five of them in a row down there at the, at Municipal the Stadium. Municipal Stadium. Yep. I yep. was there. I was there. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. It was a great time. Yeah. Yes. That was back good stuff. All right, man. Well, cool. Um, so we know you uh you're you're on trailers and stuff, obviously, too. But uh as far as uh man, what's the uh when you come in on a uh, on a Monday like today and things been crazy at a racetrack over the week, what's the what's the big things y'all y'all seeing going out the door over there? That's what's so hard about this job. There <laughs> there isn't like one and I know it sounds dumb, but it's not no. like there's just one thing that you know that everybody's going to come in like oh we're going to have to have a lot of these this week you know it's just um the only thing you can really guarantee yourself and it, and it may sound dumb but the only time you can guarantee yourself something is if you're going to a racetrack for three days over a weekend selling parts you might as well take a bunch of rain covers car covers pit mats and stuff like that that's about the only thing you can guarantee yourself selling um the rest of it it's there's no telling what they're going to need i mean it's just a toss-up and and, and that's and that is the awesome thing about you guys because y'all are so conditioned to that is that that y'all are ready for anything and that's what we like to tell everybody every week on this show is that SRI period as a whole as a company they have everything for everybody and and just like you guys at going to the track and uh being there ready for for uh for anything to happen that that is what we want everybody to know is that you guys got a little bit or try to have a little bit of everything yep i mean it's pretty much we you know we have a business um in mooresville that you know sells all the steel so i mean we have everything from the steel to build the car we carry a lot of that here um it's kind of like a one-stop shop we got the steel to start building the car we sell the race gas to put in the, the car, you know, so I mean, any, there's, there's not a void in there that we don't carry or, you know, you know, or can't get, um, it's, it's we're, we're working to be just a one-stop shop for everybody. And, um, now it's hard to do, you know, for every single class out there, cause you've got, you know, a lot of local stuff around here. You've got, I mean, almost, I don't know, off the top of my head, nine or 10 divisions. Um, especially, I mean, well, I, I shouldn't bring this up, but tires are a really good example. Um, you know, just because we get in a hundred to 200 tires, if on one week, you know, everybody's like, well, that's a lot. When you split that up between nine or 10 divisions, you don't have very many tires. Very, um, very true. So, and, and, and tires are a good resemblance of what the 
getting the parts have been here lately in the last year or so um, because parts haven't been able to just pour in here like they used to. Um, you either waiting on it, you know, you go from getting it in a day or two to having to wait on it uh, one or two months. Um, so you're having to change everything on how you get stuff, how many you're ordering, um, all the wait times are, are gone. So um, this year has been really, really different for me anyway. It's It's been crazy because I've never seen it like, like this before. Right. Yeah. I was about to say same thing. Uh, it's been, it has been crazy. I know trying to get anything, any parts I've needed. Um, just like you talk about tires, I, I drive a legends car and, um, there are none period. So, no. <laughs> so, uh, I, I feel the pain there. Um, we've been working with the same three sets of tires for the entire year trying to make them work. Um, so, but I, I th- that is, um, that's a cool thing, uh, I, I guess, and it's so tough. I know it's tough on you guys, but that's why I've always always said when you guys are racers yourselves, you know the things. I, I know it's not the same thing every week by no means, but you know the things that these guys are going to need, and you know there's a wait time out there. So y'all are actively trying to get that stuff well ahead of time to have for for the guys at the track. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it never, I mean, to cut you off, but it never, it never fails. I mean, we'll, we'll have a part that sits here and that's what, you know, our bosses sometimes get on us. They're like, well, you've got one of these or two of these over there. You, you haven't sold any, you know, in three or four or five months, you might have a guy call here and buy two that day. I mean, the, the parts, they go up and down, whether they sell a lot this month or don't sell any the next month. Um, it's, you kind of got to find that happy meeting to keep on the shelf at all time, but <laughs> Good luck. That's all I can say. Good luck. Because he's a, he's a race car drivers. Uh, I know you guys know, uh, but we're so fickle about things and uh, that, uh, who knows, they, they might say they want it one day and not need it the next day. But, uh, it, it's always a, uh, they always end up needing it. <laughs> I put it that way. They always end up needing it. So, um, I know y'all guys like to, uh, like you just said, try to keep all that stuff on the shelves and all that fun stuff. Um, but uh, y'all, I, do y'all do y'all have? I know SRI puts out some. Are are y'all alone on board with their monthly specials and all that good stuff? Uh, some of it. I mean, a lot of, of course, a lot of parts and racing is kind of geared towards every kind of car. It doesn't matter if it's a drag car, dirt car, NASCAR. They all kind of take some of the same things. But I mean, our shop over here is geared mostly towards, even though it's called dirt and drag. Uh, we're all dirt racers, so most of our stuff right here is all dirt-related stuff. Sure. So, uh, But, of course, there's some things, fittings, and then stuff like that that everyone can use. So, you know, we just try to keep a little bit of everything in here, and, and that's we always said you got to have, you know, a trailer full of $70,000 worth of parts to have one $5 item to sell. So and if you don't have the track, then, it, you know, it lets the racers down, and you lose the sale, too. So that's why it's so important to try to keep everything we can find and get, you know, all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking speaking of the trailers, um, I know y'all are at tracks weekly. What are some of the tracks y'all are y'all are at that, that you have the trailers at weekly? Uh, we got a Friendship up in Elkin, uh, Horsepower Park, and Morganton, and uh, Carolina Speedway in in uh, Belmont, uh, Gaffney, South Carolina, Cherokee, and uh, partnering up with a guy down in Lancaster now. He's taking care of that track for us, so. That's enough right there to keep us busy, let alone what we do during the week. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and the, the, the big events. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. have, we'll be at Charlotte um, 
for all the events this year. And then we have Wilkesboro coming up. We plan to be at Wilkesboro. Um, those are the two big ones coming up. And I think there may be some more yeah, here somewhere. I don't know about. You're out at Screvin and then uh, going out to Volusia. You know, of course, we was at Bristol for both of their events the past couple of years. So it's a lot. It's good for us because it reaches out to a lot of people that don't live around here. And, you know, we'll find they'll pick up some stuff from us to track. And next thing you know, they're calling here during the week to get some stuff shipped out for them. So it's it's good advertisement. It's, you know, then they, they uh, like the fact that we're there and it you know, keeps them racing. Some guys that like to come to Bristol from, you know, the Midwest, and if we didn't have what they needed, they'd have to turn around and go back home. So it's, it's, it's neat to help guys like that out. That's right. That's right. I hear you. Well, cool, guys. Well, that is awesome. What well, that's good to know for everybody out there. Um, for the guys listening that, uh, that need some parts uh, that, that you guys would be specializing in, I guess we'll say, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with y'all? You can call the store, um, 704-489-2015. Um, you can send us an email, um, any kind of sales at SRI Performance. Um, we'll get you to the, our Mortal location, or they can forward you to this location. It all intertwines together. Um, those are good ways to get in touch with us. Um, also on Facebook, you know, our Facebook pages, you can message us. You know, we try to, we try between doing the trailers in the store and the customer walk-ins and on the phone calls, we still try to keep up on the social media stuff as best we can. Um, so there's, there's plenty. If you can't find us, then you're not doing something right because we're out there. I hear you there. All right, guys. Well, cool deal. Well, I sure appreciate y'all, uh, jumping on, hanging out with us for a little while and giving us a little insight to, uh, to y'all's little home over there at, uh, SRI Dirt and Drag. Uh, we sure appreciate y'all coming on. And, um, yeah, just appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you having us. Thank you. All right, guys. This has been this week's edition of Hot Laps. All right. Appreciate you, everybody, there from SRI Dirt and Drag coming on this week, hanging out with us here. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as y'all hear it every week, you know, you got to, got to get you some, uh, parts and supplies and everything else you need there also if you don't go to sri dirt and drag you're gonna have to go to sri performance because they got everything you need as we say all the time guys they uh they're your one-stop shop for all things racing go pick up i mean guys anything anything from fasteners to to all your safety equipment to to uh all your performance parts you need a motor pick it up from there they got one <laughs> you need brakes you need brakes talk to our buddy Randy Keene over there he gonna tell you everything there is to know about brakes especially on a dirt car so yeah. uh so y'all go talk with all our friends over at SRI Performance get hooked up with all the good parts that you need uh get on our website www.sriperformance.com fill you up a cart there get everything you need and want and more and everything your buddy wants and all that good stuff because the more you fill up in this cart you can use our promo code cbone10 the c is in b-o-n-e one zero and get yourself 10 percent off there at time of checkout and, and y'all know how that it works guys i mean the more the more you get the bigger 10 percent looks you know so <laughs> so get as much as you can Head over there. Same deal. Also, guys, with our friends from Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. They got all the materials you'll need. Uh, I know Sterling's riding now for work. Uh, you, you need some materials from them. What you need? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always need some materials, man. 
Uh, well, whatever you need, I bet they got it. They do. They sure do. Anything <laughs> you need. Structural, we don't matter. Round bar, tubing, they got it. For sure. So uh, y'all head over to your stock car steel and aluminum. Get you, get yourself some uh, all the materials that you're going to need for your next project. Make it look good and know that you'll have some of the uh, best materials there are to buy from stock car steel and aluminum. Um, always guys, while you're up that way, heading over that way to pick up the rest of it, you might as well, uh, circle the block there, go get you some horsepower there from Earl Ramey Racing Engines, call Earl up, get you, uh, whatever you, whatever kind of motor you need today, y'all heard, heard, uh, Tegan Evans on here last week, she, she, she is a 100% believer in Earl Ramey Racing Engines. And and so am I. I've seen I've seen what them things do. So if you want some serious horsepower under your hood, I don't care what kind of application you got. Anything you know, anything dirt, uh, anything asphalt, especially it specializes in this crate deal. Um, guys, go uh head over talk to Earl Ramey. Get yourself some horsepower under your hood, and when you get it all in there, get some time on the chassis dyno. And find out what bolt ons work best for your application. What puts out the most horsepower, most torque, or whatever numbers you're looking for. So uh head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Get yourself hooked up today, guys. And uh one of those bolt ons you're probably gonna put on to make some good horsepower is some profab headers and exhaust. Cause them profab headers are quality that wins. Cause uh, I, like a, I, I, me and Sterling talk about it all the time. You know, he he's he's around some pretty welds all day, and uh, we have admired some of the welding work that goes on on some of these profile headers. Oh yeah, yeah, it's top of the line stuff, man. It really is. You know, if Hendricks got it in their car, all these ran it over to all these guys that's running there. It matters, you know that good stuff. Exactly. So uh, go pick you up some. Profab headers today, and uh, like we just said, guys, they are quality that wins. And uh, who don't want to win? I want to win. Yes, Maybe that's what I need. I need some profab headers. Yeah, that's probably exactly. What well, see, that's I think that's why I'm getting outrun. I, I I figured it out because the FZ09s. You know who builds the headers for uh and and the muffler and everything for for the legend <laughs> cars? Profab. profab. <laughs> That's what it is. So maybe that's what I need. I need to get a new motor. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to make a donation? <laughs> exactly. Oh, cool deal. Cool deal. Well, let's, uh, I reckon we'll go into, uh, this weekend's fun from Pocono. Um, I ain't even gonna lie. I didn't see much of truck race. Did you see any truck race? I did not, no, sir. I didn't either. Didn't either. I do know uh, the winners from from uh, our friend Stuart Friesen's giveaways where our buddy Randy Keen, they were up there hanging out with Stuart Friesen this weekend. Looked like they had a great time. Seen a lot of it on on social media. Uh, shared a lot of it on our Facebook. Uh, so see all the fun they have. When there's another giveaway like that coming up, guys, make sure you get entered for sure. Um, yep. But 
uh, Xfinity race come down to uh, Noah Gregson there and uh, Ty Gibbs battling for the win. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably one of the cleanest races I've seen either one of them two put on lately. Yeah, yeah, I saw them with one to go taking the wide. I said, "Oh, this ain't gonna be good." Oh, this I, ain't gonna be good. I figured somebody wasn't coming back. Yeah, if not both, uh, definitely one. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that was a pretty. The tone turn was was pretty interesting. I'm sure they they were they were gripping that seat pretty tight there. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I I figured uh, Noah being on the outside, I figured he was about to meet the wall, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, but they uh they drove it on through, and uh, Noah got a good run off a of, off a of three there, I guess we'll call it, and and brought it to the house, so uh, that was, was good for Noah for sure. Um, I want to talk about something before Sunday, uh, that led up to Sunday, uh. Kurt Busch got in a, uh, he spun the car out really and backed into the wall a little bit and didn't look nothing ridiculous by no means, you know, as compared to what we typically see in these cars. Cause it looked the other week, Austin Dillon looked like he took much harder of a hit. Um, there's been a few hits this year that have just looked bad. This particular spin of Kurt Busch didn't look that bad. He really, I mean, I think even, if he didn't drive it back, he could have drove the car back, it looked like, to the pits. I mean, it wasn't even that bad. Well, come to find out, he's got a concussion from it. Yep. And that kind of brings up some things that have been talked about about this new car is, you know, their black box in it isn't showing that the G-forces are that hard or anything, but the drivers are saying they're hitting, they're feeling, they feel it more than they ever have. So, I, I don't, I don't get that engineering. I, I don't understand that, and I don't think anybody can, but I think this is almost proving the point, you know, that maybe they are taking a harder hit than what their data is telling them. Yeah, right. Right. So, I, I don't know because, like I said, it didn't look like that bad of a hit. Um, so Ty Gibbs got to make his first cup start, uh, in Kurt Busch's car. Um, I think he ended up, well, I think he actually finished the race 18th. I think so. Now he's 16th in his first race. Not a bad right. first showing at all. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Especially at Pocono. Right. So. It's pretty good, but uh, the big talk is well. Let's let's go before. Let's actually talk about it in the race. Uh, look like Denny Hamlin finally or, or gave him a little bit of payback on Ross Chastain. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, he uh he just kind of he he shipped him out of one there. Just <laughs> drove him up the track and and pushed him into the wall pretty much. Um. It, then he kind of played it off, I guess. I don't know. I guess you can't say you wreck somebody intentionally anymore. They find you if you oh, do no. that. So he uh he kind of eluded the question. So, but he did it on purpose. I don't care what he said. He did it on purpose. Oh, one hundred percent. Um. So anyway, so that went on. Uh, Kyle Busch led the most laps. Uh. 
Diddy Hammond qualified pole, but it, Kyle ended up leading most laps. Diddy come back and led the last, I don't know how many laps, good handful of laps, or 40 laps or something like that. I don't remember, whatever. Um, Diddy Hammond wins. Kyle Busch is second. I think that's just what it is. All of a sudden, they're about two hours after the race or so. Maybe not even that long. I'm getting all these alerts on my phone. Uh, top two have been disqualified. Yeah. And Chase Elliott is now the the winner. Um, I think, and I haven't seen anything stating otherwise, but I am pretty sure this is the first time in NASCAR history that a driver has been declared the winner of a race and not led a single lap of the race. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy, bro. Well, that's the first time a winner has been disqualified since, what, 1960 or something? Oh, it's been a while. It's <laughs> been a long, been a long time. time. So, um, yeah. claiming there was some material on the front end that, that, uh, it was just extra material, basically, I, which I ain't really figured out. They say they couldn't, they didn't see it till they pulled the wrap off. But my thing is, is regardless if a wrap is on it or not, shouldn't their laser scanner be picking that up if it's out of a tolerance? You would think. You would I, definitely think so. I would think so too. So, but apparently, it was egregious enough. It was announced today that Joe Gibbs is not appealing either penalty. So I saw that this afternoon. So uh, they were like, "Yep, we're wrong." So, well, if they, if they don't, if they're not taking any points away, and last I heard, they weren't planning on taking any points or, or, or you know, no suspensions, uh, playoff points, no suspensions. So it really don't. I mean, it ain't gonna affect them at all, as far as in the chase and whatever, or in the playoffs. No, it just took everything away they had for, uh, for Sunday. Um, but what I haven't. And I need to find somebody to ask the question directly to, so I'll get a better understanding of it. Um, let's say, uh, like the stages throughout the day, Kyle Busch, I think won some. Uh, Denny Hamlin was in the top ten. All right, does that take throughout the day? Did they lose those points also, and everybody moved up one space in that also? I would assume, um, I would say they would get uh, basically zero points for today. If they, you well, know what I'm saying? I mean, it, yeah, that's what it was. They got zero points for the day. So I'm just wondering, you know, the those points, the bonus, that's, that's, those are what considered playoff points or whatever it is. Right, yeah. So I guess all that, I don't know. So I need yeah. to, they got it. It's too confusing anymore, man. <laughs> Oh, it really it definitely is. Ain't no doubt about that. It's too confusing. Oh, so, no. so, but yeah. So Chase won, and he said, "I don't even want it. I don't even want trophy." <laughs> he, he he didn't. He didn't seem too thrilled about winning it that way or whatever. So, well, you you don't want to win it that way by no means, especially when you didn't lead any laps. But I mean, I get what right. he's saying, but when apparently the two cars that outrun you are. Seemingly, uh, uh, I know everybody's like, "Oh, that wasn't enough to do anything." Uh, no, that's not how this works anymore. People, uh, they go off. 
I, don't, I guess thousands of pounds of a uh, of downforce. I mean, any little thing helps these cars so much. Right. So, no, you don't want to win it like that. But when they're apparently egregiously uh, illegal, <laughs> then right. then you were the fastest legal car there that day. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I'd take it, be happy with it, move on. I guess his thing yep. is, I, I, I guess the thing is, and I've heard people do this stuff before, uh, especially with, like in the cup, cup stuff. Uh, we hadn't had a winter necessarily, but I, I guess that's rain races and stuff like that. Nobody brags about it too much because then you got all the other people on the internet now. Oh, you wouldn't have won if it wasn't this, blah, 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 blah. So it's just like, all right, just take it and be quiet with it now, I guess. Yeah, essentially so, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, also, guys, I want to thank MPM Marketing. McAllister Precision Marketing. Guys, if you want to advance your career in motorsports, uh, you want to move up to the next level, you want to get your name in front of those faces that they need to be in front of you need to be in front of certain eyes in certain areas and in different uh aspects of the sport you need to get it with a good marketing company and there's none out there better than mpm marketing McAllister precision marketing guys call tanya over there get hooked up with her today uh she does everything that you need and don't have time for <laughs> that that is that is the biggest thing uh and she makes it way better than you would have ever made it anyway uh when it comes to social media all the digital design um just everything guys um she will make your brand be one of the best brands out there so head over to marketwithmpm.com and uh tell tanya we sent you and uh and you will not be disappointed for sure so, um, well, what else coming up this week? Hey, I noted, uh, what the Indy Pro Force is this weekend. Um, um, that'll be interesting for sure. That one uh, always but, is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a lot better than running Indy, the, 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 the Oval, I guess. I want to see what they're doing with the, uh, the, them bumps that they had. Yes. Those be. Yeah. See if they tear off the front of any more cars. Right. Um. Yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Uh, I want to give a uh, good shout out to our buddy Devin Morgan, bringing home a win. Uh, this past weekend um, in the 602 late model. He uh, he was up on the wheel. Uh, it felt like me, except I didn't come home with a win. Uh, I went to go to Victory Lane, and they noticed a trail of oil coming from the car. Had a hole in the oil pan after the race. Didn't hurt the motor, nothing. Just all of a sudden after the race, it starts pouring out. So, <laughs> so he said he didn't even drive to Victory Lane. Just went straight to the trailer because they're, Trailer was right there. He pulled off track good. So, 
So uh, I'm glad he saved. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So congratulations to our buddy uh, Devin Morgan bringing that win home. I think that's like his uh, fourth win of the year, fourth or fifth. He's had a good ride, a good piece all year. So. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Will Harrington's doing well too now, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He uh, had a second place finish uh, at uh, where was he at? Was that Scriven? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ran second to. uh, Yep, ran second to to Brandon Overton. That's right. Um. So yeah, proud of our buddy. The wheel man, Will Harrington there. That's right. Yeah, that was uh, some, been some good racing going on in the Southern National Tour there and, and all these other ones. Man, it, summertime is big time for dirt racing. I mean, there's just so much going on. I always say I want to get people on here in summertime. Shoot, I can't get nobody on here because everybody's racing. <laughs> they race like yeah. every day. Constantly, yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, there's been more racing action on flow racing and everything else and you can even stand to see. So y'all go uh check out some good racing action. There'll be uh be some guys that you know on the on the tube for sure. So anyway guys, well I reckon I reckon that's about it. What you think? Yeah, I believe so, man. I'm We'll go back to work here, I reckon, you know. <laughs> well, good That's deal. Fun, huh? Oh, yeah, a blast. <laughs> oh, well, well yep. good deal here. Well, I'm going to go play some softball, I think. Well, good luck, man. Y'all uh, don't get too hot. L- luckily, you got a late a late game, so. Yeah, we got an 8 o'clock game, so go give me some Gatorades and and uh, head over there and hopefully sun be if not down, but about down by the time we start playing. Right. So, I I, I haven't picked up my gloves since I played the last game last year, so. <laughs> hey, man, just like riding a bicycle. I reckon so. We'll see. Church league is fun, but it's fun. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, good deal. All right. Well, we sure appreciate all our partners on here. Uh, SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, RK Motorsports Consulting, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, Profab Headers and Exhaust, MPM Marketing, uh, also guys, Ford Bike Apparel, y'all go check it out, uh, also ke- check out old Cole Train, Cole Vanderheiden, uh, making his uh, rookie season in 305 sprint and uh making a big season out of it also he has been up front doing good uh making a name for himself uh first in the rookie national rookie standings in the uh 305 race saver sprints so y'all go check him out uh check out some forward bite apparel also um get you know just just some cool looking gear um Everybody likes cool t-shirts and everything, and if you don't want to, you know, I, I'm kind of one that I, I know all these guys. I it's it's tough to wear a driver's shirt out to your track now. You know, when you're trying to talk to other one, they're looking at you like, "Hey, well, you wearing his shirt?" I'm like, "Oh man," you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you gotta wear some forward bike, man. 
So go get some Ford Bite apparel there and uh, all that fun stuff. Also, checkered the race hub social media for racing for racers. Um, everybody wants to get the checkered. So head over to checkered, uh, see a bunch of all racing content all the time. Um, jump on there. They do some micro sponsorships on there. If you got a team there, get some people to micro sponsor you. If you don't have a team there, hey, type in chicken bone there and uh become a micro sponsor of our show so um anyway guys well i reckon uh reckon that's gonna about do it for this week um appreciate everybody hanging out with us for sure um i reckon that's about it what you think yes sir i believe so yeah it was a good one for sure uh everybody stay cool it'll be a hot week it is it definitely is. Uh, if your track is racing, I saw a bunch of your tracks canceled this past week for excessive heat. So uh, if your your track is racing, make sure you uh, stay cool out there. I know even at Dillon, the guy had to get out the car the other day because he was just too hot. He had to stop in the middle of the track. Said he was seeing spots and everything else. I was like, oh, look. So make yeah. sure you hydrate. You can't just hydrate day of. You got to start a few days ahead of time for sure. So. Anyway, guys, appreciate y'all uh, hanging out with us, and I reckon we will see y'all next week. Later.